Hello and welcome to Spooky Tales to Yell at the Night. I'm Tristan. And I'm Nick. And this is episode three of our fantastic podcast that has zero listeners so far. <laughs> um, we also haven't published an episode up to this point. We want to release them in bulk to, so you guys can get hooked. So we can yeah, sink yeah. our grubby little hands into your ear holes first. Yeah. So get you addicted. Like an unethical dealer. <laughs> I don't even know what to respond to that. <laughs> Uh, well, we are tagged as explicit, so I'm allowed to say stuff like that, I think. Yeah, does it mean I can swear? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you go first this time, because I told my Robert the Doll story first Okay. Last time. So what's your story? This is a story I used to tell at band camp. Dork. Yes, I went to band camp. I did too. It was on but... an island. Whoa, seriously? Yeah, it was at... Well, I don't want to say the exact location. Oh, yeah. You don't want to zone in on ourselves. <laughs> Even though I'm probably going to tell you enough personal information that yeah, you, you can probably tell them what time. band camp you went to. Like, <laughs> you know, how many other people went to your school? Exactly. Um, but, yeah. I, that that it makes it of... sound way more game show. <laughs> like, <laughs> welcome to band camp. <laughs> A new, a new band camper will be voted off the island every episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you better memorize your music fast. Welcome to the next episode of One Time at Band Camp. <laughs> it's a charting day, everybody. <laughs> Yay! I guess what instrument I played. Sousaphone. You, you told me what instrument you play. Fuck you. <laughs> I just, I don't remember what I tell people. I just assume that, like, I talk and no one listens. Yeah, that's why we're doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the story I'm going to do today is a hashtag classic, creepypasta classic. It's Squidward Suicide, which means officially all of my stories have been about kid stuff. And two of the three of them were about cartoons. So just so you know where I'm at in my life. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have a theme going here. My theme is... um random shit that i've googled <laughs> and one story at band camp it's okay this if is that tells you the one. kind of person episode that's three Jesus. This is episode three all right so i'm gonna get into my story which is called white with red it's by an author we have heard before anonymous oof not mr pasta this time this not is mr pasta anonymous. first name creepy <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> How many times can we recycle jokes? <laughs> you guys will find out quickly enough. I will make the same three jokes over and over again and still laugh just as hard as I did the first well, time. Nick has the memory of a fruit fly, so. Yeah, and the attention span of a goldfish. No, oh, I was going to say fruit fly again. But <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so first off, we have to set the atmosphere. It's band camp. You just got done sweating in the sun for like mm -hmm. 12 hours. And then you've mm -hmm. got this annoying girl that plays tuba that's like, you know Sousaphone, what? but whatever. Tuba, sousaphone. <laughs> I'm the one that actually played it. Shut up. <laughs> All right, and so she's sitting there and she's like, hey, you guys want to hear a scary story? Stop making out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone groans because I tell the same fucking story every year. But it scares the freshmen and it's all that matters. That's all that matters. Exactly. And it's called White with Red and it's by Anonymous. My only band camp story involves yeah. Chris. And I'm wearing shorts naked. with a sweatshirt because that's my Oh. Yeah, my tuba sweatshirt that says we play heavy metal. Oh. Because I was a nerd a then player. and a nerd now. It is not. I feel like you missed the joke where I said that the only uh 
Bandcamp story I have is about Chris walking around naked. Oh. <laughs> well, they don't know Chris. So. Well, yeah, but we do. So they're going to have to, they'll figure him out by osmosis. <laughs> they'll just absorb our, our friends. Okay. So, yeah. Sweatshirt, shorts, fire. I'm being annoying. That's the atmosphere. Every time I record this podcast. I mean, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> this is getting the long intro. Okay, I'm going to start. No, it's fine. You have a shorter story this time, so that is true. we're going to dick around a bit more. All right. A man went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at the desk gave him his key and told him that on his way to his room, there was a door with no number that was locked and no one was allowed in there. Especially no one should look inside the room under any circumstances. So he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk going straight to his room and going to bed, which I would not do. Yeah. I would immediately look in that fucking room. Well, I mean, I feel like... I just don't get why she even mentions it. Yeah, that would be... like Who walks by a room and goes, well, fucking look in there? Exactly. If you hadn't have sown the seed, unless the receptionist is in on it. (gasps) That makes sense. And she's so bored with her dead-end job as a receptionist at a hotel that she wants to traumatize this person. Okay, that would make sense. Because, like, what hotel do you go in? They're like, don't look into room four. Don't I'd be go like, into room four <laughs> Well, now I'm immediately going to go into room four. Yeah, I wasn't going to give half a shit about room four, but now all of a sudden room four is where I will die. Exactly. Spoiler alert. The next night, his curiosity would not leave him alone about the room with no number on the door. He walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle. Sure enough, it was locked. He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. keyhole. Cold air passed through it, chilling his eye. When he saw was a hotel bedroom, like his, and in the corner was a woman whose skin was completely white. She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. He stared in confusion for a while. He almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but he decided not to. This disclination saved his life. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the wide keyhole. This time, all he saw was red. He couldn't make anything out besides a distinct red color, unmoving. Perhaps the inhabitants of the room knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something. At this point, he decided to consult the woman at the front desk for more information. She sighed and said, did you look through the keyhole? Because of course he fucking would, because you told him not to. Exactly. This is... This pisses me off about this story because it's like if you early the same like any stories are like that like don't go in and then we just had a whole thing about this but there's no gas station for hundred miles <laughs> well I'm not gonna stop here now <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I was going to but now I'm not at this point he decided to consult the woman at the front desk for more information she sighed and said did you look through the keyhole. The man told her that he had, and she said, well, I might as well tell you the story. A long time ago, a man murdered his wife in that room, and her ghost still haunts it. But these people were not ordinary. They were white all over, except for the red of their eyes. And now, imagine all the freshmen scared, (laughs) because this person whom they just met is <laughs> already telling them creepypastas. That's a very, very Hi, good Hi, I'm Nick. Ghosts have red eyes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nick. You're staring directly into someone's red eyes. Ah! <laughs> oh, band camp. It doesn't help I was tuba girl, too. Like, oh, God, yeah. just to be a cliche. Yep, yep. 
The queer tuba girl. <laughs> God! No, don't talk about it. Okay, so the dog has stopped barking. Nope, there nope. it goes again. It's here. You just kind of have to deal with this because we can't afford a better setup yet. <laughs> exactly. I just want everybody to know, again, setting the scene, we are sitting on my shitty apartment's bedroom floor, hoping for the best. Just really leaning into the sleepover feel that our podcast exactly. is going for. Yeah. 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 So no. you've got my apartment's thin walls. Mm-hmm. Your noisy roommate. <laughs> and then just the dog barking outside the window. It's not your dog. It's not my dog. I don't know whose dog it is. I don't even know if they're in this building. But yeah. Well, so did you ever watch Spongebob when you were a kid? <laughs> I actually... Segway. <laughs> Segway. Moving on. I actually wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob. That is child abuse. <laughs> the only episode my mom saw was the Panty Raid. The Panty Raid. And so I was banned from watching it. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Cray? That's the same episode. Wait, that is? Yeah. Again, I wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> well... I'm doing another hashtag classic creepypasta, which you're going to have to incorporate into our Twitter, apparently. Okay. <laughs> um, Squidward's Suicide. Now, this is not an actual SpongeBob story. Like, it's not by Nickelodeon, because if it was, SpongeBob would have been canceled a lot longer ago. This is a creepypasta. <clears throat> Written from the point of view of none other than an unpaid intern. <laughs> Ooh, that's the scariest yes. job. Oh, yeah. What's Un scarier, Disney security or an unpaid intern? At least you're paid to do <laughs> Disney security. <laughs> that is true. Like, an unpaid intern isn't paid unless you steal a lot of sandwiches from the <laughs> break room. Like... <laughs> true, true. At least What's-His-Face in my first story was getting paid. I said What's-His-Face because he didn't have a name. Again, but, it was our good old trusty Mr. Pasta. No, it was actually written by Disney security guard. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, Never mind. I credited it and everything. This one, on the other hand. Again, memory of a tadpole or a fruit fly. <laughs> it's so thematic that you couldn't remember. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to start now. So. I'm so that what a respectful canine. He's like, oh well, now that they're actually doing their actual story, I'll stop. So I better. Uh, damn it! You see, I hesitated. And, all right, I just want to start off by saying that if you want an answer to the end, prepare to be disappointed. There isn't one. I was an intern at Nickelodeon Studios for a year in 2005 for my degree in animation. It wasn't paid, of course. That's it. That's the story. That's the horror. Yeah, just the horrors of capitalism. The horrors of capitalism. <laughs> Most internships aren't paid, but it did have some perks beyond education. To an adult, this may not seem like a big one, but most kids at the time would have shit themselves over it. Now, since I worked directly with the editors and animators, I got to view the new episodes days before they aired. I'll get right to it without giving away too many unnecessary details. Not to be that person, but was anybody actually that excited to see a new SpongeBob episode? Yes. Oh. I would have been. Okay, never oh, mind. It's fine. Just ruin my excitement. Because <laughs> he's like, I got to see the new SpongeBob episode days ahead. And I'm like, 
But yeah, it's from, coming from the girl who didn't watch SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but your criticism is not accepted. I'm sorry, never mind. C- continue on. <laughs> they had very recently made the SpongeBob movie, and the entire um, staff was somewhat sapped of creativity. So it took them longer to start up the season. But the delay lasted longer for more upsetting reasons. There was a problem with the Series 4 premiere that set everyone and everything back for several months. Me and two other interns were editing, were in the editing room along with the lead animators and the sound editors for the final cut. We received a copy that was supposed to be Fear of a Krabby Patty and gathered around the screen to watch. Now, think a Krabby Patty tastes like a Big Mac? No. Oh. It probably tastes better. Okay. But that might just because of seafood? No. No, that's another creepypasta. Oh, where the secret ingredient is crab meat. (gasps) I mean, Mr. Crab was the only Mr. Crab, right? Was Um, there another crab? His mom. Oh. The man do it. Didn't they? That's the weird thing about the Yeah, they robbed his mom. Fucking weird, man. I'd ban my kids for watching it too. Now Given that this isn't final yet, animators often put little mock title cards. Sort of an inside joke for us. The phony and often tied lewd titles such as How Sex Doesn't Work instead of Rockabye Bivalve when Spongebob and Patrick adopt a sea scallop. Nothing particularly funny, but work-related chuckles. So when we, when we saw the title card Squidward's Suicide, we didn't think of it more than just a morbid joke. Gotta like people that live right just get <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a show about Bikini Bottom, which is true. A panty joke, um, yeah, with a squirrel that lives in it. A beaver? No, there's no beaver. <laughs> no, That's Angry Beavers. <laughs> Angry Beavers. <laughs> yeah, another Nick yeah. classic. See, this is why I watched Doug, which was wholesome. It just, you know, Patty mayonnaise. Skeeter. <laughs> well, Skeeter is a dirty joke all in of itself. <laughs> so, one of the interns did a small throat laugh at it, and a happy go lucky music played as normal. The story began with Squidward practicing his clarinet, hitting a few sour notes like normal. We hear SpongeBob laughing outside, and Squidward stops to yell at him to keep it down as he has a concert that night and needs to practice. SpongeBob says okay and goes to see Sandy and Patrick. The bubble splash screen comes up and we see the ending of Squidward's concert. Uh, This is where things start to seem off. While playing, a few frames repeat themselves. At this point, the sound is synced up with the animation, but like not quite. So yes, it's not that uncommon. But he stops playing. The sound finishes as if the skip never happened. And is slight, and there's slight murmuring in the crowds before they begin to boo him. Not normal cartoon booing that is common in the show, but you could very clearly hear the malice in it. Squidward's in full frame and looks visibly afraid. A shot goes around the crowd with SpongeBob in the center of the frame. He too is booing, very much unlike him. That isn't the oddest thing, though. What's odd is the hyper-realistic eyes. Very detailed. Clearly not shots of real people's eyes, but something a bit more real than CGI. The pupils were red. Some of us looked at each other, obviously confused. But since we weren't the writers, we didn't question the appeal to children yet. Okay. I mean, I guess, as an unpaid intern, you do have... 
I mean, yeah. Zero opinions allowed. Very few opinions allowed. <laughs> the shop, yeah. oh, I was going to say, you might get one opinion. Yeah, like what the, the intern has at the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. The shot goes to Squidward sitting on the edge of his bed, looking very forlorn. The view, uh, the view out of his porthole window is of the night sky, so this isn't very long after the concert. The unsettling part is at this point there is no sound, literally no sound, not even static feedback or dogs barking in the background. <laughs> it's as if the speakers were turned off. Though their status showed them as working perfectly, he just sat there, blinking, in this silence for about 30 seconds. When he started to sob softly, he put his tentacles over his eyes and cried quietly for a full minute more. All the while, a sound of the background very slowly growing from nothing to barely audible. It sounded like a slight breeze through a forest. I feel like I saw a hentai like this once. Jesus H. Christ! <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to keep that kind of fucking shit in my story? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was sitting Which on that. Which Squidward? Was it some tentacle <laughs> shit, you pervert? I'm sorry, I was sitting on that one. No, that's fun. Um, <laughs> we're tagged as explicit. I love hentai. Hentai. Oh okay, I'll oh stop God. now. This is it. I don't think I can actually keep that joke in the Damn. podcast. But the screen slowly begins to zoom in on his face. By slow, I mean it's only noticeable if you look at shots 10 seconds apart side by side. His sobbing gets louder, more full of hurt and anger. The screen then twitches a bit, as if it twists in on itself for a second, and then it's back to normal. The wind through the tree sound is getting slowly louder and louder, more severe, as if a storm is brewing somewhere. The eerie part of this sound and Squidward's sobbing sounded real, as if the sound wasn't coming from the speakers, but as if the speakers were holes, the sound was coming through from another side. You don't purchase the equipment to be that good to produce sound of that quality. Below the sound of the wind and sobbing, very faint, sounded something like laughing. It came at odd intervals and never lasted more than a second, so if you had a hard time pinning it, after 30 seconds of this, the screen blurred and twitched violently, and something flashed over the screen, as if a single frame was was replaced. My name is Tyler Durden. <laughs> the lead animation editor paused and re-round frame by frame. What we saw was horrible. It was a still Frodo of a dead child. Couldn't have been more than six. The face was mangled and bloody, one eye dangling over his upturned face, popped. He was naked down to his underwear, his stomach crudely cut open, and his entrails laying beside him. He was laying on some pavement that was probably a road. Okay, so the hentai joke can't stay in, but that can. Yes! <laughs> okay. Because it contributes <laughs> to the horror. All right, okay, I won't say in anything. In fact, those two things in juxtaposition <laughs> make it a lot worse. Uh, to be fair, you didn't know that this part was coming. True, true. But... <laughs> We can't keep porn jokes and murdered children jokes in the same in the same podcast. I argue you can't. No, I'm okay, kidding, kidding, okay. No. Allow me to. You ought not. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. <laughs> the FDA rules that FDA ain't got no jurisdiction here. <laughs> it's wild, wild west. <laughs> the most upsetting part 
was that there was a sh- was the shadow of the photographer. There was no crime tape, no evidence tags or markers, and the angle was completely off for a shot designed to be evidence. It would seem the photographer was the person responsible for the child's death. We were, of course, mortified, but pressed on, hoping that it was just a sick joke. Hoping one of the other interns had access to the dark net. Yeah, that seems a little... Like, at that point, I think the joke's over. Yeah. We stop. Yeah. This is when you start to be allowed to have opinions. Yeah, this is when you you could be like, sir, I'm uncomfortable. Excuse me, (laughs) sir. Fuck this. (laughs) Excuse me, I don't get paid enough for this. You don't get paid at all. Exactly. (laughs) The screen flipped back to Squidward, still sobbing, louder than before, and half of his body in the frame. There were now what appeared to be blood running down his face from his eyes. The blood was also done so hyper-realistically, um, looking as if you touched it, you would get blood on your fingers. The wind sounded now as if it was a gale blowing through the forest, and there was even snapping sounds of branches. The laughing, a deep baritone, lasted at longer intervals and come out more frequently. After about 20 seconds, the screen twisted again and showed a single frame Frodo. <clears throat> the editor was reluctant to go back. We all were. But he knew he had to. Did he? Did he have to? <sighs> I, mean, I guess it's like a train wreck. You can't help but just watch. Uh, or like literal evidence that you should um, probably. Yeah, true. You know, make sure that this one doesn't say, JK! <laughs> <laughs> this time the photo it was, was all claymation the entire time. <laughs> I'm a very glyph. <laughs> I'm a very gifted ar- artist with three pounds of free Sculpey. <laughs> and I decided to This was use... done with Crayola watercolors. <laughs> Fuck. This time, the photo was that of what appeared to be a little girl, no older than the first child. She was laying on her stomach, her barrettes in a pool of blood next to her. Her left eye was popped out too, and popped. Naked except for the underpants, her entrails were piled on top of her above another crude cut along her back. Again, the body was on the street and the photographer's shadow was visible. Very similar in size and shape to the first. I had to choke back vomit and one intern ran out. The show resumed. About five seconds after the second photo played, Squidward went silent, as did all of the sound, like it was when this scene started. He put his tentacles down and his eyes were now uh, done in hyper-realism like the others were in the beginning of the episode. They were bleeding, bloodshot, pulsating. He just stared at the screen as if watching the viewer. After about 10 seconds, he started sobbing, this time not covering his eyes. The sound was piercing and loud and most and most fear-inducing of all, his sobbing was mixed with screams. Ooh. Tears and blood were dripping out in his face at a heavy rate. The wind sound came back, and so did the deep voice laughing. And this time, the still photo lasted a good five frames. The animator was able to stop on the fourth and backed it up. This time, the photo was of a boy, about the same age, but this scene was different. The entrails were just being pulled out of the stomach, wound by a large hand. He went back to the first and played them quicker and lost it. I vomited on the floor. The animating and sound editors gasping at the screen. The five five frames were not as if they were five different photos. They were played out as if they were frames of a video. We saw the hands slowly lifting out the guts, but we saw the kid's eyes focus on it. 
We even saw two frames of the kid beginning to blink. That's fucking horrifying. Yep. The lead sound editor told us to stop. Oh, now you stop? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It took a video. I mean, it was horrifying before, but... He had to call in the creator to see this. Mr. Hillenberg arrived within about 15 minutes. Were they just now called the creator? Yeah, yeah. No, it, like the first one, like we need to find the guy who actually did this and fire him. Yeah. But whatever. He was confused as to why we called him down there. So the editor just continued the episode. Uh, once a few frames were shown, all screaming, all sounds stopped. Squidward was just staring at the viewer full frame to of his face for about three seconds. The shot panned out and a deep voice said, do it. And we see Squidward's hands. When we see in Squidward's tentacles, a shotgun. <laughs> he immediately. I feel like I've seen a hentai like this. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <clears throat> this is horrible shit that we're laughing at. Okay. Isn't that the whole point of our podcast? Yeah, it is the whole point of our podcast. Let's laugh at terrible stuff so <laughs> other people can stand it. <laughs> We see in Squidward's tentacles a shotgun. He immediately puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Realistic blood and brain splatters on the wall behind him in his bed as he flies back with the force. The last five seconds of the episode show his body in the bed on his side, one eye dangling on what's left of his head above the floor, staring blankly at it. Then the episode ends. Mr. Hildenberg was obviously angry at this. He demanded to know what the hell was going on. Most people left the room at this point, so it was just a handful of us to watch it for, uh, only a handful of us to watch it again. Viewing the episode twice only served to imprint the entirety of it on my mind and caused me horrible nightmares. I am so sorry that I stayed. The only theory we could think of was the file was edited by someone in the chain from the drawing studio to hear. The, C- the CTO was called in to analyze when it happened. The analysis of the file did show that the editor was over new that uh, oh my god. The analysis of the file did show it was edited over by new material. However, the timestamp of it was a mere 24 seconds before we became viewing it. All equipment involved in involved was examined for foreign software and hardware as well as glitches. As if the timestamp may have glitched and showed the wrong time. But everything checked out fine. We don't know what happened, and to this day, nobody does. There was an investigation due to the nature of the photos, but nothing came of it. No child seen was identified, and no clues were gathered from the data involved, nor physical clues in the photos. I never believed in unexplained phenomena before. Now that I have something happen, I can't prove anything about it beyond anecdotal evidence. I think twice about things. There's a video you want to watch (laughs) it. I think I'll pass. (laughs) This has been Spooky Tales the Yell of the Night. Thank you for listening. Uh, Please leave a comment, like, subscribe. Um, to wherever you found this, preferably um, Apple, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts.
because for whatever reason, other podcasters I listen to say that that's the best place. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I trust them. Okay. <laughs> also, don't forget, if you want a story for us to read, you can always email us at... At spooky tales to yell one word, no caps, at gmail.com. And also follow us on Twitter at spooky, spooky underscore yelling. Oh, I'm sorry. You're you talking over me. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you could read it. So, <laughs> I can, I'm not Jared well, 19. <laughs> I would, uh, okay. So that was a lame joke. Cut that yeah. out. Um, <laughs> I can read. But yeah, that's spooky yelling. Yeah. And also follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Spooky you just look up our night. name. Yeah. That yeah. one's easy. Even though it takes us like six takes just to get the title right, but it's well, fine. <laughs> yeah, I think eventually we'll get good at it. I know. Spooky tales yell the night. Spooky tales yell the night. Spooky tales yell the night. Stay spooky.